taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our host and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey there, PPC friends. It's another episode of PPC Rockstars. And we have on the show today, um, you've heard me describe him as the world's leading expert on PPC. Um, I I can't say anything better than that. It's none other than Brad Geddes. Hey, Brad. (laughs) Hey, David. (laughs) Hey, Take it if I'd take it if I could get it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Right. You're welcome. So, Brad, I love having you on because you are uh, very knowledgeable and entertaining and uh, up to date. So, um, wanted to talk about a couple of things. Um, first one is we're as we tape this, we're in January of 2018, and uh, just off of the uh, holidays and Q4. And I wonder whether you saw anything happening with uh, advertisers and data in Q4 that was uh, notable. Yeah. So, you know, to for of course, I always start with ad analysis data, right? You've got almost a billion in annual uh, spend length. Wow. And, and so I looked at our data, and quite honestly, I didn't believe it, right? We do skew towards mid and large size advertisers. So I, I reached out to some really big agencies and some large in-house spans and said, this is what I'm seeing. Are you seeing this too, right? They're like, yes, and we can't fully explain it. So so when we look at Q4 of 2017 on a year-over-year comparison, right, to, to Q4 2016, most companies saw a 12 to 25% increase in CPC. Well, wow. Now, that's huge, right? But that's just cost per click. It doesn't really tell you how, how you did. Now, most companies saw a, a 5 to 15% increase in click-through rate. Okay, again, so more, more clicks are happening on that higher CPC. Conversion rates were up significantly, like hmm. 5 to 30%. And and that and and so you know that's not fully surprising, but it tells you you're getting more qualified clicks. You're paying more for it. Mm-hmm. Part that I just looked at and stared at clicks and impressions were flat or down for most people. I've never seen a quarter in I don't know the last ten years probably on a year-over-year comparison where impressions were flat or actually decreased for people. Wow. But yeah, so overall, ROAS was up, right? CPAs were down, ROAS was up. It, it was okay, there was a large increase in CPC. But so it's like we had less impressions, more clicks from those impressions, and, and of the clicks, they are more qualified than in the past. So it's like some really big levers were pulled at, at Google, mm-hmm. and and I've never seen a flat quarter before i q i mean year over year right because of course q1 is going to have less than q4 last year but it's like there's better quality visits coming out um and and so that's a very interesting change to me wait a minute did you say that that uh, year over year there were there were not changes no year over year impressions and clicks were either flat or down from from q4 Uh, 2017 to q4 2016 interesting And, and normally you see uh 
a 15 to potentially 25% increase right in in clicks or impressions on a, on a year over year basis there's yep. more searchers right and and yep. to see that flat means google served less ads right mm-hmm. but when they served them they were much more efficient okay so do you what do you attribute this to i mean did did advertisers get smarter about writing better ads no right i mean i, you know, I wish that were the <laughs> i answer, guess you should right you should know <laughs> Because there are people who didn't make any changes. I mean, they planned for Q4 like always, but you know, a lot of companies project out, right? This is going to be how many clicks we get, and here's our conversions, and here's our revenue. And for the most part, they were they were behind on their their click and impression numbers, but they were ahead in their revenue numbers. Huh. Now, this holiday season did have an extra week compared to the year before um, for for shopping, which makes it even more anomalous that clicks were impressions were flat. So yeah, so it's it, it looks like Google has figured out in some cases where not to show ads. I mean as marketers, right? We always have like, you know, those clicks or places we see ads we're like, why am I showing there, right? And we're unhappy about it. It's like they turned a lot of those off. Interesting. Yeah. So So I mean would you equate that or make that analogous to um, automatically applying negative keywords kind of stuff? I, I don't, I'm not sure, right? If it's saying the keywords or they, they're they just a, a certain set of users they stop showing ads for, or if they, they tweaked like, you know, the broad match a little bit and therefore like uh, you would notice, right? That yeah. easily if they tweaked broad match and how it's showing, yeah. you would see the results, but not, you know, oh, what's these 7,000 other queries, right? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so there's a lot of possibilities and no one seemed to come up with a, there's hypothesis but none of them are backed by really good data yet to say this is why that happened. All right. Hmm. But it's overall good news, right? Like more qualified clicks. Hey, I'll take that. Let's segue into the next topic, but we don't have to go fully there yet, which is um, when Google announced that they were uh, giving themselves permission to overspend above and beyond the set daily budget, they said that they would do that uh, only if they sensed or their their algorithms sensed that the qual- the extra traffic was high quality do you think there could be any connection no okay and, and no right that i mean that's a pretty fine, fair statement so like we see things like in um high end retail that usually the the middle to end of the month does better than the beginning of the month because of additional disposable income users have, right? Or that we have certain competitors near the end of a quarter who are, are out of budget and we want to save budget for that because that's super cheap, like CPAs. Yeah. Um, and, and so Google is saying, hey, these are still high quality clicks. But they're not going so far as to say, oh, if we save this budget and we look at your data month over month, we'll get even better clicks later on, mm-hmm. right? It's like, let's spend more of it early on and to make sure that, you know, for everyone, we can sort of maximize budgets better. I mean, there is there is a single use case scenario where their budget change makes sense. 
right? And, mm-hmm. and that's a a small business with a dollar or two dollar bid, right? With a small daily budget who's using ECPC bidding, which has also gotten worse than say they removed the cat from it. Um, so Google can actually get them clicks at times when their bid was so low, they couldn't actually show up in search results, right? So there are some times that's useful for the SMB to spend their budget, but for the larger companies who manage run rates and actually know when their budget's best spent, it's a terrible change. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you don't think there's any connection? Well, you, you clearly don't think there's any connection between the improvements in uh, CTR no, the, the 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 correlation we saw when when budgets were opened up that an ECPC had already been getting worse, right? Once they they opened up the ECPC, got basically an unlimited bid, right? Yeah. If I think it'll get you conversion. Those two almost work in conjunction to have very negative effects. Um, and and most you know savvy advertisers are are either managing budgets closer, so they're actually manipulating budgets to hit run rates. And a lot of them have turned off ECPC. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing more people sort of escape from that bid method than, and this is obviously on the, the mid and large size. I don't do a lot of small companies anymore um, to to maximize those returns. So that seemed to have more of an impact on a negative effect as opposed to this overall qualification that came out of Q4, which almost seemed like inventory sources being turned off or, or something else that was sort of a bigger level than just that. Gotcha. Do you, um, well, this is, this is a longer question. We only have about a minute before messages from sponsors. But when we come back, I want to talk about something. Uh, uh, I want to, I'll, I'll prep you with this question. Um, do you use eCPC, uh, which is uh, enhanced CPC? Yeah, enhanced CPC, enhanced look, cost. Look, enhanced is always a dangerous word in the Google AdWords <laughs> world. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you, well, we'll have a short conversation about uh, bidding options within AdWords and which ones are evil and which ones could actually work. So actually, let's let's break now for messages from our sponsors, if you don't mind, Brad. And listeners, don't go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping high speed on a horse named Archibello. So yes, my body hurts, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. Oh, Archibello! Learn more at brainhealth.gov. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are Brack with Bad Geddes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one. So, Brad, um, what do you think about the various uh, bidding strategies? Um, I, I have my own opinions about which ones work and don't work, but I'm, I'm really interested in hearing your opinions. So, I, I'm... I do like CPA bidding quite a bit if if um, the company can maintain at least 30 to 50 conversions per campaign per month. Uh, I know Google lets you go down to 15. I find it so at that low data point, they just can't get it right. Yeah, absolutely um, agree. Right, it works like 90% of the time. I mean, it, I find it's pretty good. Um, I can't stand eCPC anymore. I used to play with it, and sometimes I'd see a benefit, sometimes not. Um, and, and now I've just cut, pretty much walked away from eCPC completely. Um, if we are using a third-party system, a Marine Kenshu, DC, whatever, that is looking at, say, year-over-year ROAS to figure out bids and understanding seasonality, um, then letting a machine do manual bidding is fine. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do manual bidding by hand, but, you know, turning on that option on the machine to figure out the numbers, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. um, the target ROAS has gotten better. You know, when that has first it? launched, it was it was awful, right? It was terrible. Yeah, that um, was my experience, too. Yeah, it's gotten better. I wouldn't say it's great by any means yet, but it's it's better than it was. I mean, when CPA bidding launched, it was 100 conversions a month, and it was awful. And a year later, it was a little better, and it dropped to 50 conversions a month, mm -hmm. right? Then it went to 30, 15, whatever, and it keeps getting better. So ROAS has been out for two years now, I think, maybe three. Yeah, um, like three. Yeah, and so it's it, just like CPA, it's getting better. I don't think it's as – like CPA, I'll just try it. I have enough faith in it, I'll just try it. Mm -hmm. ROAS, I don't just try it. I kind of like – we're going to watch this closely and see how it does for us. Right. Um, and automated clicks are just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you've had you've had exactly the same experience I have. Well, CPA, my, my, CPA yeah. I, I love, but but I preferred for B to B or lead gen as opposed to um, e-commerce. I like it for e-commerce when when there are random large orders that are unpredictable right okay. so like we have one client and when you and i'm just gonna make these easy numbers i forget the actual numbers mm -hmm. and say they get a thousand conversions a month now those thousand average roughly 500 dollars per conversion there's about 50 to 75 of those per month that are that are five thousand to ten thousand dollar conversions except those huge numbers are completely random as to what keyword gets that large order. Okay. Right, where the other ones are very predictable. Yeah. So ROAS bidding doesn't work 
for them because it tries to accommodate for these huge sales, uh, which may never repeat for that keyword again. Wow. Okay. So CPA actually works better in in averaging out. Here's the big. Here's the small. We know some will be randomly large. We don't know which ones they are. Therefore, we're going to use CPA bidding. Um, That's sort really of an unusual circumstance. No, I understand completely. Um, and it may explain why ROAS has not worked as well for an e-commerce client I have that has a very widespread in the uh, product price tags. Yeah, right. If you took a month of data and you ran just a simple ROAS bid formula, right, and you put it into play and then you line up the actual revenue, do they match up? Right. And if you've got a widespread of, of checkouts, often they don't. Right. Very interesting. So, so you're actually using CPA bidding. Is there any uh, trick or advice to how you set the CPA target? Um, no, I so I do not use maximize conversions. I hate that one too. Me too. I use me too. target CPA. Yeah. Um, I just want to be clear, right? Um, to to me, it's number one. It's understanding: um, Are we tracking all conversions? Um, do we need to to use some sort of an attribution model on the CPA? Right? Is the average clicks per sale? And is it you know under two or is it eight? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so it's more about that. So, you know, if it's, if it's hey, it's five clicks per conversion um, and they don't have enough for DDA, then, you know, we'll use um, usually a, uh, a position base, right? Okay. Credit first, last, most, divvy up the middle, import that from GA with all the conversion data and uh-huh. let CPA work off of that number. Uh, but it's being complete in the tracking. Otherwise, CPA is going to fail because it's missing a set of conversions. Gotcha. Um, hey, hey, let's let's switch gears because I want to get to the topic that uh, that you're very expert in, and uh, that is ad testing. Uh, Google just uh, introduced. In fact, I'm not sure all advertisers have it yet in the new interface, a, an ad testing capability. that uh, rotates uh, messaging elements. Um, First of all, am I getting that right? And second, what do you think of it? So they suggest, right, um, lines to to test. So Google, so when you think of ad writing, right, there's sort of two aspects. Um, And I'm taking this at a super high level. Aspect one is what's the overall ad strategy? Is it a discount? Are we getting, you know, what's that offer in, in the look and feel of the ad to the user, right? Which is humans rule that world right now. And, and then there's the, let's tweak a couple of those words around within that overall offer. So what, what Google's really doing is saying, what's your offer? What is your current ads? And let's tweak some words without really changing your meaning much. So mm-hmm. that's fine. But if you if you want to do something like, you know, we want to know if we should use percentage signs, absolute dollars, or free shipping in our ads, that's still a human-based test to run. Mm-hmm. The machine's not going to to suggest a completely different offer. So, from a let's tweak my ads, a Google system's fine. From a what really resonates with consumers, it's not going to get you there. Because mm-hmm. it's it's not doing different offers. 
But what's interesting about this, and this is I I've not can't believe I've ever heard more about this. I got an email the other day from Google saying, for this advertiser, we offer this, and if you don't opt out, we're going to automatically put these ads in your ad groups and run them. Mm, I heard about that. Right, and so yeah. that was Bing tried to do that a while ago, and it was I mean like years ago. Yeah, they got horrible feedback of Bing's writing my ads and. And, yep. and I'm surprised I have not heard more about this yet of Google is just going to have a machine write ads and put them in your account without a human viewing it. It's crazy. It's not. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw somebody mention it on PPC chat, I believe. Yeah, because I haven't seen if you're in legal or medical or, you know, exactly. you have a tight brand uh, brand feel, that's that's just that's awful stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to fly. No. So let's see. I was under the impression that uh, Google's ad testing capability gave you more latitude than just the. Well, that's the suggestions. They have an ad testing where you can write your own messages and let them play out. Right. That's right. Which that's again is the human is the human to being introduced again. Right. So yeah, it's it's decent. Um, it what Google refuses to tell you is when you should stop running stuff. Right. They don't give no. you the end time. Um, they don't. Uh, no, right. They'll give you like sometimes some confidence or what they think, but they're they're not good about saying like end the test. Right. Uh -huh. So whenever you when you look at Google's guidelines and how to how to manage ad groups, right? They say run three to five ads. Um keep adding ads as our system figures out what to show, what not to show. They never mention the word pause your losers. Right. Right. <laughs> And that's just not their vocabulary, right? I'm like, how can you say test without an end to your test? Right. Um, so you get all these crappy ads that still steal a few percentage points of, of impression share. Right. Um, By contrast, here's this is your big chance. By contrast, <laughs> your your tool at Alice's uh, does does what when the test should be ending? Um, you have two options. You can um, set up automated pausing so that you don't even have to touch it. Um, you set up your criteria. If ad loser hits this criteria, we just pause it for you. In fact, you can even make a draft that says, okay, and push out this new ad. Or we say, hey, these ads, these ad tests have reached statistical significance. Um, you can either pause out losers at a click if you want to review or go look at each test one by one and make adjustments and create new ads. So we... We make it easy for the user to see where to work and what to do, um, and, and that's sort of an aspect as opposed to hunting through thousands of ad groups to figure out where to do work. Mm -hmm. And that's where Google's not good at sort of focusing you on where to do action versus where there's nothing to do. You know, I, I'm reminded of a presentation that you gave um, a billion years ago at <laughs> Chicago SES or something. <laughs> that would be a long time ago. <laughs> it was. When we were both young, much younger, uh, and you, uh, I think the the uh, panel was about automated bidding, or third party automated bidding um, capabilities, and you basically made the point that automated bidding was one of the least impactful uh, activities that, uh, or, or let's say manual bidding was one of the least least impactful uh, activities that a PPC manager could undertake. So where does ad testing fall? And in, in, uh, I think you ranked them 
um, including landing page testing and optimization, et cetera. Um, yeah, so I mean, when you think about the, uh, so I want to clarify why I think manual bidding is, is overblown, right? Uh, because your bid is only good till you change your bid again. So your work is useful for 24 to 72 hours of time, mm-hmm. right? And then it's and then it's useless again. Where finding a better landing page, a new keyword, a better ad has you know could be good for six to 12 months. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes keyword years, right? So. It, it's not that bidding is super important, right? Don't want to ever leave that impression. It's very important. Mm-hmm. But who cares if you're off a few points in in your bid efficiency if you found a new landing page which can last you for a year? Sure. Uh, so I, I rank what can users see as uh, my top things. Okay. So ads and landing pages. Yep. Right. Okay. User doesn't see keywords, bids, anything else, right? Yep. And and then it's. When you think of ads landing pages, how efficiently can I serve that ad to the correct place? Mm-hmm. So that's targeting, right? Which could be keywords, audiences, I think is super important these days. That didn't even mm-hmm. exist at SES. There were no audiences yet, except right. for television buys. Right. Um, you know, and, and because that makes sure the correct ad is served. And, and then you've got, you know, the bid layer and the bid modifiers and stuff, which are important, but if you have an ad that converts 20% better and your bid is 5% worse, you're still better off than an ad that never got better and your bidding is exactly correct. Gotcha. Hey, let's, uh, speaking of messaging, we have some important messages from sponsors right now. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Not on my watch, our military service members say, as they volunteer to serve, as they move out, stand firm, and take fire. So not on our watch, we say, to the severely ill or injured veterans who can't get the care they deserve to live full and independent lives, even when there's no government funding or a nursing home seems like the only option. We won't leave one warrior behind. Not on our watch. Join us at findwwp.org. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are back with Brad Guinness in the final minutes of the show. Let's talk about um, Google's uh, giving themselves permission to spend up to double the daily budget. Uh, any impact on uh, from that on your advertisers? Yes, 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 yes. So... 
you know, on, on the small side, it hasn't been that that impactful because they were not hitting large impressions just to begin with. They were offering a budget before the end of the month. So it, it, it was fairly non-negligible change just to small advertisers. Mm-hmm. To, to large ones, it has caused a lot of problems. Um, we had one where they had a TV commercial flight set for, I think it was about the 20th, 22nd of the month. Mm-hmm. And... And of course, they knew what their budget was right every day of the month. So they knew they would have enough for this. And, and Google had overspent by that time almost like 30% of their budget, right, over overall tops. So they were down to their last eight days of the month, and, and they really only had like 10% of the monthly budget left, and there was 25% to go. So, you know, they had to scramble to say, where can I pull budget to make sure we have enough to manage our search of the TV ads? Um, mm-hmm. Others we see on purposefully lowballing their budgets early in the month because, you know, Google's more likely to overspend early than late, of course. And uh, then, okay. you know, raise the budgets later on um, and, and sort of, you know, work around the system. And whenever you say you're working around the system, that means you're unhappy with the base set of business rules being applied. Mm-hmm. So, okay, why is the uh, effect um, apparent at the beginning of the month? Well, because you have no, you haven't spent anything yet, right? So uh-huh. when you think of the beginning of the month, Google, Google could theoretically serve your budget in two weeks. Right, so <laughs> the first two weeks of the month kind of dictates if you're at a hundred percent spend, then you're probably going to continue at a hundred percent spend. Gotcha. If you're at a hundred and forty percent spend, right, for two weeks, now you've only got sixty percent left for the last two weeks of the month, which means you're going to serve a lot less the last two weeks. Gotcha. Um, you know, conversely, if you're under by fifty percent the first two weeks, you're going to serve much higher. So it's made run rates very unpredictable. Um, it's also messed up things where you're a B2B company and you want to pause your ads on the weekends and you sort of build this into the, the budget run, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then suddenly, you know, Google's saying, okay, well, you actually, you know, you're only active 20 days of the month, not 28. Well, I'm going to use February and, and an easy, easy round example here. Um, so now suddenly... They're really overspending early. You pause the weekends, which Google says, oh, I could even spend that too because you weren't active even though you had budget for it. Mm. And, and then you're really low at the end mm-hmm. where, you know, when you've got a lot of companies who have quotas, right? At the end of the month is where they struggle to, to do last minute whatever is to hit quotas. Right. Yet, if they're, below, if they're behind on, or ahead on run rates, and then whole budget left. Right. And, and so it's, Going from that, you know, you could be 30% over, but nobody was really 30% over, right, that, yeah. that often. Now, it's, it's a lot more variable. It just adds one more thing you have to monitor. Okay, so how, how do you prevent problems? You can't. <laughs> it's kind of the problem, right? Because you don't know if Google's going to overspend or not. Yeah. So the problem is if I make my budget, say, half of what it should be the first two weeks yeah. and Google underspends it, well, that now I'm really in trouble because I've got to like essentially double my budget and then spend fifty percent more on top of that in two weeks. Yep. So, the best you can do is monitor almost on a daily basis and then you know lower or raise budgets as necessary, 
and that's easy in three campaigns. Mm-hmm. If you got five hundred, it, it's almost impossible to to do this without you know building the API or building specific scripts just to manage run rates and. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work just to make sure Google goes back to their old system of managing your budget. Gotcha. Hey, we have uh, like a minute left. I've got a, I've got a, a, a really um, strange question for you. Um, anything coming from Google that's not widely known that you're especially excited about? Wow. I mean, like, uh, so sadly enough, the only thing I'm really waiting for is for Google to either get all the features in the new UI or let us say, uh, or move the new features to the old UI that are only in the new UI. Right. Uh, I mean, that's, believe me, I, I, I spent it's, this morning trying to figure out, and I still don't know this answer yet, why in the old UI, my extensions have one impression number, and the new UI under ooh. associations view, I have a different number, and the new UI under the, uh, not associations, but the other view is, I have a different number. Interesting. Uh, right, and so like there, there's some bugs going on. There's yeah, not right, and so I, my most exciting thing will be to Google to finish it. All right. Oh, something you're gonna hate. That's probably that? not widely known. Uh huh. Getting rid of Display Planner on the new UI. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I no more that. Display Planner. That's I'm like, ridiculous. Ah. That's remember crazy. the yeah the original tool the the double click planner right before we came to Display it all the time. was yep. awesome. Yeah. Hey, um, I hate to do it, but we're going to have to close. Thank you, as always, Brad. I'm already looking forward to the next time. Oh, it's always a pleasure, David. Always a pleasure. Thank you. And listeners, thanks for joining us today. Uh, Tune in again for another episode of PPC Rockstars. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.